day fishing is better than a good day at work. The company called, said, get here fast. I said, come on, man, just one more cast. I'll be right there when the trip is through. You're breaking up, man, I can't hear you. I get paid too little and my boss Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan's studio. And we would also like to welcome ladies, let's go fishing. We yes, have, <laughs> we're proud, proud to be there. And uh, we have Betty on the line with us, and we also have the Grizz. Uh, and, you know, what can I say about the Grizz? Everybody already knows how famous he is. But uh, Betty uh, operates an operation out of southern Florida. Was it Fort Lauderdale? Yes. And what she does is she specializes in taking ladies fishing um, and unfortunately, she's never invited me to go with her because I'm not a woman. Oh, Sometimes you can you are, John. Now. You cry like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do allow men because uh, some some ladies want to learn as a couple, so one yeah. can remember what the other one forgot. Okay, okay, that's well, fine. A uh, couple of things. First of all, uh, before we get too far into it, give us a quick idea about what you do. A Ladies Let's Go Fishing conducts uh, fishing seminars that are immersive, which include, you know, the sit-down lectures, the networking, the cocktail parties, the um, the big auction, the hands-on, which is a special part, so they can learn with the captains one-on-one with no yelling and a fishing trip at the end, so they have a chance to practice what they learned in a whole lot of different cities in Florida. We have a big, aggressive schedule for 2017. Well, I know you mentioned that you've got a trip coming up in January. I, I, I probably sold out, but tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have a trip to Cuba. This is for the adventurous. Uh, you know, the ladies have been wanting to see the Forbidden Land, um, so we are um, going mid-January. And uh, it's pretty much closed out, but if somebody got to me pretty quickly and there was a space, we would try to accommodate. And if they want to go legally with their own groups, uh, we can set them up either through our agent or through Phil, um, your friend who does uh, fishing and diving excursions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil, Captain Phil Thompson is also is out of the Keys. Yeah, I so just talked to him yesterday, and we'll give a shout-out to him because we wanted to bring him on the radio to talk about Cuba today, but uh, uh, he's in the hospital right now with a knife in his stomach. Oh, poor guy. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the cool thing about our trip is that um, when we get there, we're going to get picked up in vintage cars with air conditioning. Of course. And spend the whole time in the cars for uh, uh, Havana and Verdadero. What's Betadero? Uh, Veradero is a, um, it's more of a modern area, uh, but the cool part about it is we'll see a couple hours of country and the way from Havana to Veradero and, yeah. and uh, be able to stop along the way if we see something we want to yeah. shop at or see. And you'll probably do some fishing. Well, we're not doing fishing this time. It got um, too complicated. Uh, my prices were too high with the fishing. So for this, um, this is more of an exploratory trip to see Cuba and see some of the marinas around Cuba, like uh-huh. Marina Hemingway. By the way, Betty, I don't think I ever told you this. And I want to, I'm not going to take time on it, but the first time that I ever went pheasant hunting was, oh gosh, 35 years ago, something like that. And I used Ernest Hemingway's shotgun. 
wow, that rocks. Yeah. But anyway, he was quite a, he, he was certainly a man's man. There's no question about that. But Cuba was his passion. And there's a marina named after him. And, you know, just uh, within a couple of miles offshore, there is a, uh, a reef that, you know, he used to fish. But we'll see that, and we'll see yeah. his house. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe the next time we'll go fishing, because the cool part about Cuba is, you know, they can catch marlin um, straight out in front of Havana. Yeah, that's what that he's saying. It's only like a mile or two offshore. Right. So right. you don't have to take a 12-hour trip to go out. You, 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 know, you know, just an afternoon trip, and you go out and catch some and come back. And there's some big ones down there, too, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah, in a half a day you can do it. So what I'm doing now also is setting up groups who want to go on their own legally with my yeah. agent, mm-hmm. and um, they can customize their tour. Well, you know what? We do have Grizz on the line, and Grizz and I have been talking recently about putting together some more uh, trips. Um, but wait a minute, how much time do we have? Um, We'll break it 44. Okay. All right. Now we're good. Uh, hey, Marco. I, I'm sorry. Marco, Marco just walked in, our other perennial co-host that sometimes shows up. I never saw him. <laughs> and, anyway, hey, Marco Farrell, the, uh, the, the, fi- the fishing real estate person. But uh, anyway, Grizz and I have been talking about maybe getting more involved in the travel industry. And the Grizz has got some fantastic opportunities, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, yeah, well, I could turn my ladies over to him, too. I mean, we have 8,000 graduates in whoa. 20 years, and um, they're chomping on the bitch to see the world and go fishing. Well, why don't you turn some of them over to me? Yeah, why not? <laughs> not Betty, we got some real good things. You know, I got the new hotel. Uh, it's down here on the estuaries in Mag Bay, and I want to put together, I would really like to put together uh, some women trips where they would stay in the hotel, and also I teach them to fly fish. Okay, go ahead. If they don't, to fish the estuaries with a fly. Oh, you have some amazing trips there, Grizz. The the one um, where you can actually go and touch the whales um, yeah. really, really That's intrigued me, and I know the ladies yeah. would be all over that. Yeah. Well, it's happening. Two uh, whales came in last night, and in, both yeah. of them capped this morning. So uh, they're just Aww. starting. Aww. Uh, like I said, they're the first ones this year that gave birth there. And right there at my hotel. Wow. That's awesome. And that is, well, it's uh, it's kind of about uh, a little over halfway down the Baja Peninsula on the Pacific side, Grizz. Is that right? Well, from La Paz, it's only two hours and a half. Oh, that's not bad. Going so, north. Yeah, so it's about two-thirds of the way down the peninsula. Yeah. Hey, that's on my list. I'm okay. coming. <laughs> well, come on down, Betty. I would love to have you down and show you around and stuff. I could pick you up to your port and take you up there, stay at the hotel. And, I mean, we go pet some whales and do some fishing at the same time. Yeah, there's something special about, about being up front and personal with these amazing creatures. You know, that that is really just something special. Yeah, it is. They are amazing creatures. Well, the cra- the craziest thing about them is each one of them has different personalities. Some will come up to your boat and open up your mouth, their mouths, and they want their gums scratched. <laughs> and, I mean, they just hold their mouth and they push the boat and you scratch their gums. 
And there's a one big gal that she's been around for about four years that comes in, and, and my son, it's like she picks out my son, and she likes to have her eyes scratched <laughs> around no her way, eyes. really. They're like big kitties in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, real, real really big kitties. Really unique, these, uh, these guys. Now, these have, are, Grizz, these I mean, are... they're so incredible, uh, and Grizz, it's close and personal. I mean, they're, you're touching them. Yeah, but these are gray whales, correct? Exactly. Yeah, they get How to big be- are they, Grizz? Well... How about 32 foot long? <laughs> bigger than the boat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all bigger than the boats. Yeah. And that's not even your big You can't ones. go yeah. out there in a, in a big boat. You go out in uh, 22 foot pongas. Yeah. And and they just come right up to... Well, yeah, they come right up to you. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, after you do that for one day, then you jump across the mountains, go over to Loreto, and go over with the largest living animal in the world, the blue whales. Yeah. And they're there right now, too. There's five blue whales in now. Wow. And those are, what? Cup- in Loreto. Yeah, well, they're, well actually, uh, real quickly, we have to go. But what is the largest uh, mammal that has ever existed and lived on the earth? The blue whale. And how big is a blue whale? Man, all I've got to say, John, they're big. Yeah, hundreds of thousands. I've had them yeah. underneath my boats and yeah. swim around me. And yeah. I mean, they make me look like an ant. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Anyway, anyway, we have to go. But uh, ladies, let's go fishing. What's your website? www.ladiesletsgofishing.com We Betty. have everything from fishing. We even have home assassins scalloping this year. Okay, thank you, Be- thank you, Betty. All right, we'll be right back with you on Fish Talk Radio. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
the road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him. Guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand Welcome back to Fish Talk hey, Radio. This is John Hattie in the studio. Mark, where'd that music come from? I don't recognize that. Yeah, must be. Anyway, um, we just had um, a good friend of mine that walked into the studio about 20 minutes late. <laughs> Marco Farrell, yep. who is the, uh, uh, well, Marco is an expert, uh, I, I don't know if I'd call you an angler or not, you're certainly a good fisherman, but you spend probably more time under the water than on top of the water. Uh, I'd say it's about equal, yeah. equal time, Yeah. so above and below. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we also have uh, the Grizz. As I said earlier, they don't call him the teddy bear. They call him the Grizz for a good reason. And he has a program called, a website called ASOB, in which he is one. But that actually stands for... You just keep going on, (laughs) don't you, John? But it actually stands for Adventures South of the Border. That... yeah, asobproductions.com. And his Facebook is Mike R-I-T-Z. Um, you know, I, I, Ritz. Yeah, I know. I call him the cracker, but it's actually about the uh, hotel chain, R-I-T-Z. And uh, putting on the Ritz, right, Riz? That's right. It's written about, that was, song was written about my grandfather. Wow. But uh, also, we have another good friend of mine. His name is Tom Matouche. And I'll let him spell it for you. I think I got it right. But he operates a boat called the Huli Cat out of Half Moon Bay, which is right south of San Francisco. And we're going to be talking to him and the Grizz uh, pretty much for the rest of the show, if you don't mind. So, Tom, uh, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Well, a lot of positive things going on in the ocean, so I'm glad to be able to talk about what's going on and share some of the excitement with our listeners and our fellow anglers. Yeah. Well, I know that this is not exactly the best time of the year, um, but you know what? Let's go back a little bit and kind of recap 2016. 
Uh, now, 2015 was a banner year because of the warm water. Uh, 2016, tell us a little bit about you know what, what happened in 2016. Well, the albacore did not come visit Central California in 2016. But some of the things we got excited about were the lingcod limit was raised to three, and the lingcod really cooperated, so people got great opportunity there. The molic acid put it up by the time the fall rolled around, so people got to do a little Dungeness trap fishing. The rock crab uh, became safe to eat again, so there was a lot of opportunity, and there continues to be things to look forward to for 2017. Okay. So there's a lot of good rock cod fishing. Well, it's, uh, uh, Tom, is that because the water cooled off a little bit? Yeah, we finally had more normal winters. By the time we got into fall and winter, there'd been just some tremendous wind events. And they have the wind coming from the northwest. That's what generates our upwelling. Mm-hmm. Take that ultra-cold, nutrient-rich, uh, oxygen-poor water, you mix it up with the oxygen-rich, nutrient-poor surface, and it just makes that great soup that allows for the development of krill, help feed the anchovies, creates those little bait balls that you see here and there. It was really exciting to see. Uh, the whales hung around all through the winter. That was positive. We've had some leatherback turtle sightings. A lot of good things on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what are you doing right now? We're look. Uh, Rock-on season ended. Now it's time to look up uh, sand dab. You know, get some the. Uh, it's a small fish, but real tasty, very moist, very sweet. Yeah. Got dungeon crab pots in the water. The rock crab are being very kind to us in our pots as well. With the number of females that we saw, uh, it's a tremendous foreboding for next year. Mm-hmm. The water cleared up up and down the state, so commercial and sport open. A lot of opportunity. Well, so, I, I know that, uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt somebody? Yeah, uh, Tom, this is Marco. Uh, are you running crab and dab fit trips? Yes, we are. In fact, uh, we're going to try some of the deep water sand dab trips. We're part of the chili pepper stock assessment team. Pop and uh, catch chili peppers and assess the health of the stock. So occasionally we're set up in that uh, 70, 80 fathoms of water and a big cloud of fish and it winds up being sand dabs and they're abnormally large size. I'm looking forward to taking anglers out and targeting those on a few trips. No, you're, you're talking about sand dabs? Correct. Okay, what is a large sand dab? Because to me they're like little, you know, what, half pounders or something? Or, you know, or less? I what on a scale, but I'd say uh, the big ones are a little bit larger than uh, you broke up there. How big? A little bit larger than a salad plate. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, we catch sand bass down here up to 10. I think the biggest one I caught is 14 pounds. No, we're talking about sand dabs, not sand bass. Oh, uh, well, I can't hardly hear anything. Okay, well, put your hearing aid in. And I know, and, Grizz, I know you're getting old, but, you know, pay attention. <laughs> and, Tom, uh, not everyone knows about uh, how sand dab fishing goes. Do you fish with one hook? Uh, you fish with a big gannion? Do you get two, three fish? Or what do you what do you go home with on a typical sand dab trip? 
You know what I like to recommend is using at least a size six hook. Uh, you get and you wind up. Uh, they're difficult to get the hooks out of the fish's mouth. There's no limit to the number of fish. I know uh, Ahi makes a very long rig that's got maybe, I don't remember, about 15 hooks. Wow. That's almost too long. You have trouble well, getting it over the side of the boat. Gri- Grizz, you may, not, you may not know much about sand abs, but they're kind of like little baby lobster. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, no, baby, yeah, baby, baby halibut. Baby halibut, yeah. What was I thinking? Anyway, they're kind of like baby halibut. Uh, but when you go fishing, you, you you bring a five-gallon bucket, <laughs> and you fill it up. And then you just drop them in hot oil. They're really easy yeah, to clean. I like to just, uh, you know, they're so easy to clean. Just uh, one chop through the head and the stomach area, and that's it. Uh, yeah. The scales are so fine. You don't have to scale them. Uh I usually put them in a small bag with a handful of flour, salt, and pepper. Yeah. Saute them up. You can add a little lemon juice, yeah. a little garlic, a little capers, whatever you feel like. Uh, tremendous meal. Yeah. Very, very tasty. Well, they are definitely a bottom fish, and you know, pretty, pretty much like we said, like halibut. But I don't know how far say how far south they go. Grizz is in La Paz, so I don't know if he probably gets. I've them. never heard of it. Well, Chris, you've got other fish to fish for down there too. So you're you're not fishing size six hooks in 300 feet of water uh, with little oh, pieces. Oh no, of I would never do that. <laughs> but uh, never, never. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the sand abs make tremendous bait for lingcod. Oh. I'll tell you what, that's like a candy bar to a lingcod. You catch yeah. a few uh, sand abs, get used to perfecting your technique in the off season. When the rockfish season comes around, uh, you'd be absolutely surprised uh, how the lingcod just go absolutely mad for those sand bats. Well, right now, you know, it's not really the best time of the year, uh, but it's a good time for crabbing, correct? And where you're at, you get uh, dungeness, don't you, Tom? We get dungeness and rock crab. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, everybody knows about Dungeness. I mean, that is, I remember, uh, it's been a few, <laughs> it's been a few years, but going out with you, and uh, when we came back to your house, you had this uh, uh, pot of boiling water that you dropped the sand, uh, or the uh, um, Dungeness crabs in, and what do you call it, the skull, cap, what do you call that thing you pull off, it's part of the shell? Sure. The shell, um, you just take the uh, entire animal apart, pull it back off. Yeah. Take off the gills, the internal parts. Yeah. Oh, man, is that good stuff or what? Especially when you go out on the boat and catch it and bring it back and throw it in a pot of boiling water. Wow, that is good stuff. You just got to remember, it's like California. Before you drop them in the water, you look them in the eyes and you say, hot tub, buddy, hot tub. <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> okay. All righty. But uh, so basically right now you're doing, now when you do a trip with sand ab and crabs, how does that work? We'll fish for, well, it'll be a little bit weather dependent. If we've got a black calm day all day, we'll fish for sand abs as long as people want. Sometimes uh, they want a half a bucket full. Sometimes they just want 10 or 20. uh, All they want is 10 or 20, okay. Well, for uh, reference, my wife and I used to call five a meal. Yeah. Now we're at the point where four stand up for the meal. Yeah. 
But like I was telling Grizz, is that you know you don't go out uh, with a creel; you go out with a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is uh, crab only, sandbag crab combos. Uh, the gray whales are migrating on the way down to try and find some of those lagoons just a little bit above the Grizz. Yeah. So what you do is you'll go out and you take uh, crab pots, um, drop them in the water, and then uh, catch some sand dabs, come back, pull in the crabs, and come back to port? Exactly. If anybody has seen Deadliest Catch, we just go out and find the buoys, find the strings that we've already got the pots in the water. Yeah. Uh, we'll run a string, rebait, put the pots back, uh, check how they're fishing. If we have to move to another area, we'll stack six, eight, ten pots on the back deck, and then wow. we'll re-drop those. Wow. We try and get everybody involved yeah. in gaffing the buoy, running the buoy back. Uh, we let the deck okay. in, run it through the hydraulics. All right. Well, Tom, Tom, we're going we're gonna to have to go to a quick break, but uh, hopefully you're going to stay on the line, and we're going to come back with you because we've got a lot more to talk about. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and uh, we've got Marco Phil Grizz on the line and Tom Matush, and we're going to be right back with you. fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to R-E-E-L-FunAdventures.com. I keep it simple, that's the deal My belly cooked saddle and my spinning reel Little working man blues Help me make it through the... Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have in studio with us Marco Farrell. Thank you for coming by, Marco. Absolutely. And uh, actually, you've got your computer on right now. I expect you're uploading some... uh, uh, some stuff from the show? I am. Okay. Yeah, cool. we'll have some stuff on there at the end of the show. Okay. Which uh, you can go to fishtalkradio.com or fish or uh, find, Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Fish Talk Radio. Okay. All righty. And we also have the Grizz from the City of Peace, the beautiful La Paz, Baja, California, sir. Capital City. And, all, and then a little bit farther north, we have Tom Atouche, which operates a charter fishing operation out of... Uh, uh, Half Moon Bay, just for south of San Francisco. Did I hear somebody hang up? Anyway, uh, Tom, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And Grizz, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, all right, we're we're all good. Grizz, can you hear us okay now? Yeah, I can hear you fine, John. I yeah. get into the talking, and we'll see okay. how I hear the rest. All right, well, Tom, crank it up another notch. But, okay, uh, I'm going to try and crank it up just another touch. Okay, thank you, buddy. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about sand dabs, and Grizz, uh, apparently sand dabs do go as far south as Baja, but it's not something they normally fish for. Um, can you just kind of give a quick idea, Tom, about what sand dabs are and where they live? Sand dabs are little flat fish that live on the bottom. They're called sand dabs because they live over the sand. You won't find them over the rocks. We catch these fish. Uh, they're very, very good eating. They're a very moist fish. Uh, they're slightly sweet to eat. There's not a whole lot of meat. The average sand dab, just extend your hand out with all your fingers extended, and that's about your average sand dab. Yeah. A large sand dab is about the size of a salad plate. Okay. All right. Well, and... Uh, and how do you fish for them? Yeah, how do you catch them? Little tiny hooks, and then although everybody puts these little pieces of foil and glitter on, I find that the best thing to get them to bite is a itty bitty piece of squid. So I put a piece of squid on that hook about the size of a little bit of a linguine. And, and they're really voracious, Rich. Uh, if you're in the right area, you get them on bigger hooks, and, and they're they're. Uh, I've actually shot video of them, and they just they just keep attacking the squid. Yeah. If you're over sand, um, and there are just billions and billions and billions of them, because up here we do have a lot of sand between the rock reefs, and yeah. it's it's a great biomass, and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful uh, fish that uh, is easy yeah. to catch, easy yeah. to fillet, and delicious. Yeah, you just kind of whack it and in the uh, dust it and drop it in hot oil, right? That's right. Never seen one, never heard of them at all. But Mark will come down here and teach them how to catch them. (laughs) We'll take my boat out and I'll see if if they're where they're at and we'll go for it. That sounds good. Maybe we'll start running Baja Baja Sand Dab Charters. Well, see, the thing is, Grizz, is that they're not exactly a uh, a blue water game fish. They're, they're, They're small 
and it's not something that everybody wants to go out fishing for. But I wouldn't be surprised if there are some down there. And uh, the reason that they fish for them now is rockfish is closed. We have uh, annual closure or monthly closures in different areas of California to let the rockfish populations take yeah. a break. And uh, the sand dabs are not uh, restricted by these closures. So this so allows... Yeah, there's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. and the, this allows the sport boats to continue to pay their crew. And, 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 well, and that's what that's what Tom is doing with exactly. uh, uh, sand dab and, uh, and Dungeness crab trips. That's right. But uh, Exactly, and then there's no depth restriction on the sand dabs either. Whereas we're restricted, we're looking forward to 2017 when Rockfish opens. It's 240 feet in the central California area. Uh, at the sand dabs, we could go out to 70, 80 fathoms and be still legal to fish with unlimited hooks. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now, Tom, um, first of all, I want to say that I'm the host. I'm not the one that answers the questions. Um, and the only thing I'm an expert on is my opinion. But there's been some things happening, um, especially with this new administration coming in, uh, and especially, of course, in California, about uh, some of the regulations that, uh, that are affecting our fisheries. And I'm not really sure how to start this, but... Uh, I, I know that there's been a, apparently a new appointee for the EPA, and I want to be careful how I phrase this, but the EPA is a federal regulatory agency, and they do not allow you know the states to determine their own policies. And some of the regulations they've come up with, to me, are ludicrous. Uh, and you know we're not even going to get into the oil business, but uh, as far as the fisheries and some of the other things that have been happening, that uh, we're looking forward to things might become a little bit more uh, realistic. And I don't know if you'd like to comment on that. You know, a good example of that could be our rockfish regulations in that uh, Black rockfish, for example, is being cut in the Central California area from five to three. Now, black rockfish are managed as a single stock from Washington, Oregon, and California. The only place the numbers are down are Washington. If they were able to have uh, localized area species management, California would be able to go back to much larger numbers of rockfish retention and Washington would be penalized even further mm-hmm. on season and bag limit closures. Right. Now, hey, Grizz, real quickly, can you hear Tom? Not very good, okay. just bits and pieces. All right. Well, Tom, pick it up a little bit more if you can. But, uh, you know, what we're in, in a Grizz, of course, uh, he is very. Uh, Opinionated, <laughs> so he may have some thoughts on it, but you know. But as Don't far talk. as, as but as far as uh, Mexico and uh, you know and, and what's happening there, or you know, it's a little bit different. But uh, um, you know, we it, it, it's just been so frustrating because there's this. Well, first of all, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but you know, global warming. Um, and climate change okay. it's absolutely positive clear that climate change exists I mean when's the last time you saw a dinosaur walking down the street 
But I haven't heard a whole lot more about man-made global warming anymore because they apparently found out that they could not uh, uh, verify that it's true. That was but, only a scheme to make uh, Al Gore money. Yeah, you know what? And this is what I want to say, is one of the things that we do have control over and one of the things that we should be paying attention to is what mankind is doing to the oceans. Um, the, the you know the Chinese are building like forty new coal-fired power plants a year, dumping hundreds of thousands of tons into heavy metals into the ocean. Never hear about that, do you? Uh, because there's nobody can make any money on it. But uh, you know there's there's a lot of things that that are important, and I don't say that we should be irresponsible. Yes, we do need to be, you know, take every precaution we can to protect uh, to protect the planet. But to me, it's not the atmosphere, it's the oceans that are that are suffering the most. And I don't know if either Tom or Grizz wants to comment on that. Well, the worst it's thing you you're, you're limiting, you're saying ocean. Uh, it's not ocean. It's everything. It's all the water waves because basically everything ends up in the ocean. So when you start polluting the rivers and the waterways of the world, it all goes to home, and mm-hmm. home is the ocean. Mm-hmm. So these little cities, I mean, people dumping uh, waste in rivers, it all ends up in the ocean. So it, we think about the ocean, but we need to think about all the waterways that go to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And we have to clean up everything. Mm-hmm. If we clean up the ocean and we keep polluting the rivers with the dams, what are going in, when all the things are going, you're never going to have a clean ocean. So, I mean, it's a whole waterway system. I travel yeah. over Mexico. I see everything of uh, rivers, lakes, uh, reservoirs. I see it all. And then if you want to get to where it goes home, it's the ocean. So you got to start in the rivers and those places, the creeks and all of that, and that'll help more the ocean than just thinking about only the ocean. Right. Well, we've only got a, a short time left, but Tom, would you like to make a comment on that? Well, you've also got the uh, fertilizer runoff that runs down from uh, the various crop sources. Yeah, no, no, yeah speak up some more, Tom. I can't hear you. We've also got the uh, industrial fertilizers from all the farming industry that comes down the rivers that Chris was talking about. Yeah, exactly. And there's also carbon dioxide that's uh, causing ocean acidification and hurting the shells of the various animals, be it the crustaceans or the mollusks. And to add another layer on there, the loss of coastal estuaries, at least in California, are uh, uh, that that really impacts the big fish offshore when they can't come inshore. Yeah, well, that's the nurseries, right, Grizz? That's right. That's right. 
And so take, protecting those, protecting the water quality and the environment is, is critical. And in Southern California, we've got to take steps to mitigate the loss of uh, all yeah. those big estuaries that yeah. we used well, to actually, have. Well, actually, actually, we're going to have to go now. But Grizz has been very um, vocal. Well, ab- about protecting the estuaries, and he just you know. We're, we we have yeah. the only protected estuary catch and release in Mexico. Took Charles and I four and a half years to convince him, yeah. but it's done. Okay. Well, Grizz, it looks like it's uh, this segment's about done. So we appreciate you guys hanging in there. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Uh, Facebook, Fish Talk Radio, right, uh, Marco? That's and right. Then, and then, of course, uh, Tom Matush from the Holy Cat and the Grizz at ASOB Productions.com. <laughs> 